0: I must say, um, I really, really enjoy doing podcasts, but there are just some moments when, you know, I like to talk, which is crazy, so it's interesting for me to run out of things to talk about. And not to say that I have, but I was like, what do I want to talk about today? Because I like to feel inspired by, by what I bring to you and making sure that it's really authentic and just true to me and where I am and what's going on. So I have two of my favorites. Welcome, Mom. Hi. <laughs> and Shardy. Hi. And we have a little special guest, Kunta Kinte. Kunta. Yeah. Kunta's in the house. You're not going to hear much from Kunta. He's my three-pound Yorkie. But he is uh, chilling on my lap um, as we just enjoy this beautiful day in Atlanta. So it's really funny. I was pondering what to do the podcast on today, and before we left, um I had to do a speaking engagement yesterday at Auburn University. Um, I really, really enjoyed doing, you know, the college tour and doing the speaking. And it's something that, um, and and it's funny because a lot of times I talk about following your passion and, you know, just what my journey has been. So we were just chopping it up at the kitchen table this morning. Um, My mom had to come in and and do uh, grandma Grandma duties duties. (laughs) (laughs) because I was driving down 285. The Mataya blew out on the highway. Me and Charde were en route to Auburn University. And so I said, you know what? We just should continue this conversation in the studio. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing today. Welcome to an inside look at what would we call it? Kitchen Table Confessions. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Kitchen Table <laughs> Confessions. That's where we are right now. But thank you, Mommy. I appreciate you coming to rescue and save the day anytime. <laughs> Anytime. One time your uh, your brother called me
1: up. And um, so my new title now is mom's babysitting service.
0: Hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you called and needed me to come help out yesterday, I thought to myself, "Oh,
0: mom's babysitting service on the move. Absolutely. It's so <laughs> crazy just how God, the universe and the world works and, you know, how everything happened. I'm grateful that I had just said, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave out early, have plenty of time, because Auburn from Atlanta is only, well, from where I live now, is like an hour and 45-minute drive, so it's not too, too bad, um, but, but kind of putting rush hour traffic in there, it could go to hell in a damn gasoline <laughs> draws in a quick, hot minute. So um, we left out early, thought we were doing something, going down the road, and then boom, luckily out of, out of nowhere the tire blew so i'm just grateful that we were okay that it didn't cause an accident and we were able to get to the far right shoulder to where we weren't in the middle of traffic and then and you know,
1: we not causing more traffic and we not <laughs> causing more traffic because
0: that would have been horrible and it was a great turn of events because then my hubby got to come with us Yay. Yeah, i'm so grateful that i have like a man who knows how to like change tires and like fix stuff a real manly man yeah <laughs> i appreciate it's that. really good
1: because even though you know how to do all those things right. it's great having someone that you know can just come do it for you
0: absolutely you know? and, it's and with a
1: smile and happy to come do
0: it i know right <laughs> so it's funny because people were saying like oh i know you can fix tire." yes i do know how to fix a tire me and sharday actually had that conversation yes. we looked at each other we were like damn
1: Actually, the wheels on your tires, are, they were I mean, so the your car are so big.
0: So because I was driving my truck, my Range Rover, and Shardy and I looked at it. Sorry, Sharday is her real name, but I call her Shardy. Yeah. So <laughs> Shardy and I looked at each other like, damn, well, we know how to fix a tire, but I don't know about this one right here. It's a big truck. This is a big <laughs> truck. And there are a lot of big trucks zooming past us on this highway. This doesn't seem like a good idea. I was like you know that's what roadside assistance is for and husbands right now yeah. so I am grateful for both Put them of them them both to work <laughs> and honestly it took both of them with that yeah. tire the tire was huge mm. trying to get it like up out the little shebang and stuff and stuff I'm glad we rethought me and you getting out there doing it because really it took had that... two
2: men to do that Yeah. So. and
0: we mm. really had a split second where we looked at each other like should we just do this real quick and we're like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs>
1: mm-mm. but yeah so mom how are you today I am great. I am great. Got the chance, opportunity to spend the night with you last night. Got and the fun
0: task of doing homework. Oh, my each. goodness.
1: It's been a while since I've had to do homework. We were on,
0: <laughs> like, spent like two, three hours on homework. He's eight years old. Let like, we talk about this new age homework <coughs> real quick. What? Oh. Why the hell don't these kids have some damn books? Right. Why is everything on the computer, on the iPad? What happens if you don't have internet at the house? Mm-hmm. Or you don't have a computer at the house? Well, you shit out of look. <laughs> <laughs> you see where I get my potty mouth from. I got it on No, but no, it's yeah, serious. I'm like, We're, I need a textbook
1: so that I can read and then I can therefore help you with what you need. He's like, no, I've got a test to take on the computer. I'm like, a what? On the what?
0: He had a time test on, on the, the computer, computer that he had to take. And I must say, I'm grateful that I missed that homework moment. (laughs) I'm sorry that you had to endure it. I was a little
1: stressed out, tell you the truth.
0: It's serious. (laughs) But look,
1: thank goodness for Google.
0: (laughs) Tell me about it. Like, that is my best friend, that in the dictionary on my phone. Because he'll say, well, how do you spell? I'll be like, okay. Let's go to the dictionary, type in the letters you think, and then I'll be like, okay, well, that's not it. And then it gives you a list, so it kind of helps you figure it out.
1: Oh, uh, well, so. when he asked me how to spell something. I just told him how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's what grandmas are for.
0: <laughs> they, they sometimes, you know, give you the easy pass. But
1: but I was proud of him. He did it on his own, mm-hmm. and he had, you know, um, the science part I did kind of help him with. I was like, I hadn't done this in a long time. But when he got to the part where he had to read a story and then answer the questions, I was really proud. And he was over there just typing away, typing mm-hmm. away. And I said to him, I said, well, do you need me to, you know, let me take a look at it and make sure your it's punctuation. Because uh, I looked at it and I read that they were um, grading him on, on punctuation. punctuation and, you know, all of that. Because a like, lot of oh, okay. times
0: kids today, because they text so much, <laughs> yes. they don't they don't know the, the pro- pro- proper protocol for punctuation, even spelling. They're so used to abbreviating that they end up doing that in real-time homework as well.
1: Absolutely. But can we
0: talk about (laughs) these kids and this technology? Because I have a -a one-and-a-half-year-old niece, Jetty (laughs) Pooch. She is my heart. But a couple days ago, I'm sitting at home, and my cell phone rings. And it pops up, Mom. So I'm looking like, okay. And so I'm like, hey, Mom, it's Jet. Jet's like, I did Kiki. Kiki. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" She figured out. She got my mom's phone,
1: and she knows how to use her finger. And she knows if she swipes that it changes the screen. So she obviously swiped to where you can see where my last calls were, and because Keisha's picture is on there, this is the only me. thing that I can think that she did, you know, and, and <laughs> saw her picture and pushed where she saw her picture. I was in another room, and I came back in there because I could hear her.
0: I I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Jet, why are you unsupervised using the iPhone? (laughs) What is going on?
1: (laughs) Well, she was unsupervised because she had went poo in her pants, and I was emptying it out in the toilet, so I left her on the bed for a quick minute. Yeah, she had some grown
0: woman poo. Grown man poo, not even grown woman. That's I'm a 200-pound man who ate cheeseburgers for the last week poo. Hey, what can I say? She likes grandma's cooking. She does. But, so yeah, so that was funny. I just think it's really interesting how, like, when I was little, punishment was, you can't go outside. Or, as I got older, the big one was, you can't talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm, that was, you can't talk on the phone. But nowadays, kids, it's you can't Take use your, your iPad. Yeah. You can't, you know, watch TV. You can't play video games. It's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm learning a lot because though. that's
1: what means the most to them now. You right. know, before playing outside was all was all really that you
0: guys. Right. Had. I used to be like, give me the spanking. Can I go outside <laughs> after you, you beat me? Be over in a minute, and I can go back <laughs> outside and play. Right. Beat me so I can go play. <laughs> Man, <laughs> just try not to beat me too bad in the summertime and I have welts on my leg
2: <laughs> me and my friends used to always talk about that everybody used to always pick getting a spanking over like a week long of punishment absolutely. that's torture a whole week without tv or being able to talk on the phone with mm-hmm. your friends I'd rather get popped keep on moving learn my lesson absolutely
0: <laughs> but then the parents get they get wise and they realize that okay this isn't really having the defi- desired effect so we gonna have to go. What really cuts you? What really hurts you? what you gonna think about next time you try to do that again? Mm-hmm. But I don't. Know, it's very interesting, though. I know for me, just this whole new world into being a wife, being you know a bonus mom. Um, it's it's such a learning curve, and I'm grateful that I have such great examples. I'm grateful that I can pick up the phone and call you or my friend Shayla or, Mm -hmm. you know, like have Mm -hmm. so many women. And that's something that I must say, ladies, like, Shardy, for you, Mm -hmm. it's so important that you surround yourself with people who are doing what you desire to do. So that then you can use them as a resource Mm -hmm. to help you through situations because they've already been there. They've done it. They've gotten through it. Yeah. because. You know, I get it. People are like, oh, when you get married, you should have married friends. Granted, I still have friends that are single, but I understand, you know, because it's like birds of a feather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So what y'all think? Talk to me. We were talking about all types of stuff. Now y'all being all quiet and stuff. <laughs> no, it's, we're listening because you made a good point there. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, just, I'm grateful I have a great husband, but, you know, when you, marriage is different. Like, it it's it's amazing but it's a difference. It's, it's a, a partnership. Shift. Yeah. yeah. From just dating from,
1: someone. Yeah. Your eyes to now are we. We. And you have to, someone else that you have to consider and consult with before making decisions.
0: Absolutely. And not only do you have to consider and consult with them, but you have to figure out and you have to learn how to create that balance of still maintaining your identity and maintaining mm-hmm. the things that make you who you are. This Be- is real
1: easy to get lost into taking care of them mm-hmm. and what they're doing, and especially when their children involved and homework involved. And, it's like your you know. week will
0: go by and you'll be like, damn it, what did I do today? I cooked dinner, I washed clothes, <laughs> and I helped with homework and picked up from tutoring. What, I, why do my nails look like this? <laughs> I need a facial, stat. You know it's bad when you call your, like, I was like, no, what, damn it. Excuse my language, I was like, fuck this. I am going to do, I'm getting a facial, right? And then when you call your lady who you had gone to for like every month, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, Keisha hasn't been here in eight months. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So I'm just grateful that, you know, you just begin to find that balance. You kind of, you swing and part of it is figuring out what works for you and your household. Mm -hmm. Because every household is different. different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my brother, I know he's the, like, the, the type that he wants to have dinner on the table every night, seven days a week if he could. And he happened to marry a woman who don't like to cook. She does a lot of ama- other amazing things. But Absolutely. cooking just isn't one of those things she chooses to do. For me, I'm a woman who will cook every meal every day for 365 days. Well, we have 60, 366 because we have a leap year this year. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> and my husband is like, no, I'm good. I'll go to Subway. <laughs> what? But <laughs> I do appreciate it. And it's just learning the things that are important in your union mm-hmm. and doing those. Any advice, Mama?
1: I was just sitting here thinking when you said about him going to Subway. I can remember a few meals that I've cooked. And your father will call and say, oh, what's for dinner? And I'll, he knows that I've cooked. I told him what I cooked. And then he'll stop at P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's is my dad's.
0: <laughs> he will be like, stop. it's a snack. I just bought a snack. <laughs> right. Dad would have bought one of everything one on of the everything. menu. Talking about, oh, it's a snack here. Then he'll be like... I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because <laughs> you know I'm a. Food. But my thing is
1: okay. That's all well and good. But let me know because I didn't have to be in the kitchen cooking. I could have been doing something else too. Oh, it does my make, make you feel some just kind of important. Important. I'm exactly. not. Gonna, I'm not
0: gonna lie because making preparing a meal is a process. Yes, you got to do the grocery shopping, then you got to do the prep, and then you got to cook the meal. And then I'm the type of woman who is like, okay, but I want it hot, hot. So I right. want to time it because that's what my mother did. Yeah, absolutely. So it's timing it. Okay. And then it's like, once it's getting cold and then you're reheating it and then you're like, well, shit. Mm -hmm. All this damn work. (laughs) But when you get to the place where you recognize, okay, well, this isn't what's as important to in this situation and you release it and you just have to make those adjustments and be like, all right, you just let me know. Y'all get in Subway, enjoy. I'm going to go get what I want to eat and Mm -hmm. I will see you guys when you get home.
1: Or you can have, you know, where there's, A few days a week that you cook and that they know that you're cooking. So please don't stop and get anything else. And then there are days that, okay, you have your choice of what you want to stop to pick
0: up to eat. And I can be doing other things. Absolutely. So I'm enjoying this newfound me time. I must say, it's kind of a (laughs) mazeball, But yeah, so it's definitely, you know, interesting and just kind of learning um, people. and, and, And the other piece in The Unspoken is just... Learning based on what's not said. Yes, because there's so much communication that's very nonverbal, mm-hmm. and it's paying attention to what someone doesn't say versus what they say. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How did you learn that? How long did it take you to learn that? How did it learn? How long did it take you to learn how to speak James Pulliam? <laughs> well, because he's an advanced lesson. That's my daddy. <laughs> <clears throat> um
1: not not too long when you feel when you realize cuz you have to pay attention and you see the reaction mm-hmm. of things that you say and do so you just kind of learn from that and learn what okay um what to omit in um, what you're doing? Yeah, we were having that
0: conversation today too. Cause you, you know, know, like I'm the type that I'm like, oh, it's just why not? Just tell the truth, tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Not to say you lie, but mom, very, everything doesn't have to be. Everything you know, doesn't need to be said right then and there. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm like taking,
1: those. Um, pair of shoes that I have, and I go. I had those shoes for months. You saw me. I wore those to your <laughs> event that we went to. You don't remember? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm learning some tricks of the trade. Wait, we can't tell them all because then can't they'll tell them all. we they'll can't tell them all. <clears throat> that is hilarious. But, yeah, but like you
1: yes. said, you do have to pay attention, and and um, it you can learn a lot from what's not being said, yeah. just by watching and body language and how they respond. You know mm-hmm. how they communicate or not.
0: And that's the other thing. People communicate differently. And a lot of times communication is something that – and like when people say you have to work at a marriage, I feel like people need to be more specific because really it's more you need to work at communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. It's not because you can say things all day, but if the person isn't hearing them in the way you desire and your intent to – To to give it to them, Mm -hmm. that's where a breakdown in communication happens, where your intent isn't being received. Mm -hmm. So it's not work in the sense of, oh, you got to keep him at the house, like he's out in the streets, or you got to work at any of those main issues. If you have those issues, that's not the work a relationship is about. That's run for the hills. (laughs) This Negro ain't ready. That's what that is. (laughs) But, you know, the work is the constant communication honesty, the being able to have the conversations, the tough conversations that may not feel good. Mm -hmm. But what I know is growth does not happen in your comfort zone. So those tough conversations are necessary for you to have, to see each other's perspective, sometimes agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least come from a space of understanding because even if you don't agree, if it's not a relationship issue, that I just prefer the seat to be up. If it makes you happy for the damn seat to be up, (laughs) then just let the seat be up. Pick your battles. It ain't worth fighting
1: over. Absolutely. Pick your battles. That's key. Absolutely. (sighs) After being married for 35 years and being with him for about 38 years or so, I've really learned to pick my battles. And what's important and what's not and now
0: after all this time I'm like hell (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you when I see you right Cause it's true, people gonna do what the hell they want to do. Exactly. Either way, and it's so funny to me how like so many women try to police their relationship and police their man. No Mm -mm. one wants to feel like they're your parent. Mm -mm. Like I don't, I don't want my man to feel like I don't want to feel like my man is trying to be my dad. Right. And a man isn't gonna want to feel like his wife is trying to be his mother. Right. Let him be who he is. You married his ass. Right. Right. You married his ass. <laughs> so now love and accept him unconditionally for everything that he is. Because I know for me, I know I have my idiosyncrasies and my quirks and my things. And I love that my husband allows me to have those mm-hmm. and vice versa and doesn't judge me for them. Right. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep chopping it up. You know, just this little girl talk. Sometimes you just need it to, to bounce stuff off of and to learn a new trick or two to the trade. But um, stay tuned to Candidly Keisha, and we will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We continue the conversation with my mom and Charday, And we also have, you know, James, who's always in the studio with us. He, I sometimes make him, you know, get the mic and, and answer questions. But he was just during our break. Telling us a funny story about his son who wanted his grandmother to live closer to him. This is kids and technology. How old is he, James? He's this is when he was six, six years old on an iPad. He decided he wanted grandma to live closer. So he went on the, the Zillow app and was putting like, you know, if you're on like those real estate app, real estate apps, you can contact the realtors. And then mm-hmm. he knew his grandmother's address and phone number <laughs> and information and was putting it in, like, for her to contact the realtor to sell her house. So people kept calling just call her randomly. Randomly, <laughs> like, so when would you like me to come by to take a look at your house? <laughs> that is crazy. I didn't have that kind of technology when I was a kid. But mom can tell you, I, when I was little, I those so wanted a little sister. And they used to have those, like, get a sponsor of child oh, commercials, okay. and I thought they'd really send you to child. <laughs> so yes. I was, how old was I, Mom?
1: I can't remember how old you was. I want to say about seven. Was I
0: that old? Eight. I thought I was younger. I'm not sure. Because it was before JP was born, wasn't it? So I had to be more like Five. Four or five. No, oh, you continued it even after. I continued was born. after. Yeah, was even because you wanted Nana to adopt somebody also. <sighs> <laughs> <She's> <laughs> yes. Well, I guess I've always wanted to adopt. <laughs> I still do, but yeah. So I would, from the time I was like before I should be, have known how to use a phone, I would call those like save a child commercials mm-hmm. and order a child yes. Thinking thought, she was thought I was ordering right. a child and then they'd call and mm-hmm. be like well you've agreed to donate such and such amount of money for the save a child da 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 and so finally they had to like sit me down and explain to me that the child isn't coming right. and that I am not allowed to call in cause that was back when you could do COD When you didn't have to have credit card information, you didn't have to have a checking account, you could just be like, yes, you could just send me the bill. They kept sending bills for these children. My daughter. (laughs) So you can tell Ed, it's nothing new. I've always wanted to adopt babies. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I went to Africa a couple years ago, and my brother was like, you are not allowed to bring an African baby back in your suitcase. (laughs) You cannot steal an African baby. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to steal a baby. He was like, no, you will not start the adoption process. You will not start the visa process. You are going you're going to visit the children in the orphanage. You're you cannot going, bring them all back home. You cannot bring all of them back home. I'm like, I just bring like one <laughs> or two, maybe? He was like, absolutely not. So, one day. Because
1: then you'll be traveling and we'll wind up having to take care of the babies. I'll take
0: my baby with me. <laughs> no, well, that was his,
1: that's um, what he was saying. He was just referencing it because of the My animals. The animals.
0: Yes. Those Kuntas, are your babies. Kunta's at work with me today. See, Kunta, you're talking about us. <laughs> Kunta's here now. So but my animals baby. are my babies. They really are. I have two cats and a dog.
1: But that's when you had the Rottweiler.
0: And then I had the Rottweiler, you're right. She was such a sweet Stella. muffin. She didn't know she was 100 pounds. She thought right, she was about four. She thought she was four. a lap dog. She thought she was a lap dog.
2: I think all of your animals think they're humans,
0: though. Yeah. They
2: don't realize that they're animals. They yes. feel like they're part of the family. Where they are.
0: They are. They are,
1: because she brought them up that way.
0: I did. I say good morning when I come. It's so funny, EJ, because I'll get up and make breakfast for him, and he'll be like, all your babies are here. Because in the morning, that's kind of our time. Mm -hmm. So um, Kuntu will be right next to, then Chicken, then Smokey, then, then EJ, and they'll all kind of congregate and be like, meow, meow. You know, like, he's like, they're saying good morning, Mommy. Aww. Like, it's our special time. And I'm like, I have all four of my babies. He's like, you do. <laughs> so that's over oatmeal. Yes, his we, favorite. We, in we mind the morning. over strawberry oatmeal. Lord have mercy. Who knew? But, yeah. So I get it. Oh, I fell in love with a new dog. Oh, no. I You're fell so in love. Cute. Oh, my goodness. So last night after... I um, spoke at Auburn University. We on the way home, we stopped at this little restaurant in Auburn. I can't even remember the name, I can't either. Hilltops or it's something with an H. Mm-hmm. Hamiltons. Hamiltons. That's it. That's it. We stopped in Hamilton, and it was funny. So we sat on the patio because it was a beautiful night, and there were a group sitting right across from us. Were your brothers with you? Yeah, Michonne. When he was like, "Don't tell her about the dog. She doesn't <laughs> need a dog." <laughs> I was like, "Well, my birthday is in." Exactly oh, a month. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I should get a dog. Ugh. So, because I used to have two dogs and two cats. So I mean, I'm down an animal. <laughs> so it was the cutest. Like, I what was it? Bruno. A Chihuahua mixed with the? No, mommy, this sucker was like a little handful of fur. It's like it was small. It was like Kunta size. Yes, yes. Yeah. it'll stay. Like it'll get as big as Kunta. Coomte. Okay, Kunta's three pounds. So it was the cutest little fuzzy baby, and it got, and as soon as I picked it up, it just, like, nuzzled and, like, oh, God, i like, Oh, Lord. So I'm coming for one of those little babies. And then it's even funnier, so I'm sitting there in Auburn, and the gentleman who's sitting, because, you know, I was walking by, we walked out to the car. So I, um, I stopped and was like, oh, my God, your, your, your dog is so cute. He was like, you know, you look a lot like Keisha Knight Pulliam. <laughs> He said, you know, I actually had the opportunity to sit next to her. I was in Atlanta, and we were in, South- <laughs> we were in South City Kitchen, and you just looked so much like her. I didn't want to bother her that day. And so I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, okay. He was like, oh, you are her. I was <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, oh, my goodness, how crazy. I'm like, I'm just a fat ass because you meet me twice sitting at restaurants eating. <laughs> what does <this> say? <laughs> but— it says that you know
1: good food. And you right, like good food. South
0: <laughs> City is one of my absolute favorite places Mm-mm. in Atlanta to eat. So it was just really funny, and we started chopping it up. So and he's the one that had the dog. His friend Puppets. had the dog, so she told me where to go. Oh no! So I know the breeder. I'm not telling y'all. Oh no! Until after I get my little little baby. But and she was only 250 bucks. Okay. Because normally those little dogs. What did Ed say? Ed was kind of quiet. Well, okay. So that was yeah, one of those unspoken that, things. Absolutely. He said it was cute though. But he did, he did say, say it was
1: cute. But he didn't say he wanted to bring it home.
0: He didn't say he didn't. He didn't say, he didn't. He didn't say he, right? He didn't
1: give okay, me- Okay, how about y'all work on some babies?
0: Oh, God. How about that?
1: <laughs> okay. Then, then the puppies and the chihuahuas or whatever, how about we work on some babies? You
0: hear my life? You know how often I get asked <laughs> about these damn babies? <laughs> We're practicing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, <Lord. laughs> oh, oh I just leaned back in my chair. I'm in the broken chair today. I almost flipped oh. out of here. Oh. oh, God. I'm glad I didn't bust my head open. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they will come. They will come. I honestly feel like right now, you know, it well, will enjoy. happen. Yeah, It'll happen in exactly the timing it's supposed to happen. Yeah. But people say, like, stress is a some of them a gun. You know, we've just had so much going on mm-hmm. that I feel that as it starts to settle, it's yeah, gonna happen it naturally between moving and getting married and getting into our new daily routine. and there's just been so much has happened facility. in such a sh- the facility, mm-hmm. um, you know, big heart wellness, him getting his business started, me traveling doing speaking engagements and working mm-hmm. on Keisha's kitchen. and we both have so many irons in the fire right now that it'll happen. We probably we have to we have to take that honeymoon. That's, that's I think that's that's what it is. We mm-hmm. haven't taken our honeymoon yet. We have to relax. And yeah. just, you know, we have to just relax and enjoy. But Ooh. it's definitely interesting. But until then, I can have a fur baby. Another, <laughs> very excited.
1: No, you you really should wait until after because then puppies. You know how we were just talking about they like humans mm-hmm. and they ba- they become so attached to you that they'll get jealous. So if you have the baby first and then have the puppy and let the puppy grow up with the baby. There won't be that room for jealousy, right? See, James is agreeing with me. <laughs> fine,
0: fine. Yeah, I had to get rid of my dog. You had to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. But this mm-hmm. one's so little; its bites aren't even gonna hurt. It'll just feel like a little. I don't. I don't know what the. That's like the vocal of a little baby. What bite. it was sound. <laughs> like... <laughs> Sorry. As I digress, okay.
1: okay. got <laughs> to
0: reel you back, in. you back in. Got to reel me back in, reel me back in. Well, what else is going? You're mighty quiet over there, Shardy. I
2: was trying to figure out what the hell she's writing
0: over here.
2: She just <laughs> oh, everything we're talking about, and
0: she just keeps. Shardy helps with, um, with the podcast. I mean, she's my assistant, so in every facet of my life, she is right there. Um, so she's taking notes so that she can accurately write the metadata form.
2: I do, and honestly, though. I do write notes for other things, but a lot of things that you say, like your little one-liners, I like them. So I, <laughs> I always try to make sure I write it down because they're just little things I like to write on my mirror in the morning. That it just makes Ooh, me feel good. Your yeah. affirmations, I
0: love that you're doing that.
2: And you do them self-consciously. You'll just be talking. And you'll say, oh, "I was like, oh, I can use that." <laughs> <laughs> I just write it down. Hey. I, like, I don't she do it on purpose.
0: Right? Yeah, words. Michonne, my brother Michonne, and who graduated from Auburn. And my brother Juan and Ed, um, they all came to hear me speak. And it was kind of honestly, like as I go into a whole nother subject, I was actually a little nervous. Like I do this all the time. That was the first and time. it was the first time that Ed had heard me speak. I mean, he hears me talk all the damn time. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I and so it was weird. I was kind of, I was a little like, because I just wanted, I love him. So I wanted to I wanted him to be impressed. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to, you know, be like, yeah, that's my wife. Mm -hmm. So, I was a little, I
2: was like. that's so cute. Cause I've never seen you nervous like that. Cause usually, you know, you just knock it out. But then you were kind of smiling and cheesy. I was like, oh, she's actually nervous. (laughs) I was, and I was like, wait, first
0: of all, I was like, what is this, what (laughs) is this shit? I cannot get jiggy with this. Like, like I was like, what is this feeling? I don't even know what this is. Why do I feel like this? Is it because I've been in the gym and I took this damn fat burger? Is (laughs) is that what's happening? (laughs) Am I having like caffeine issues right now? But no, I was bonafide nervous, and it takes a lot. Like, I don't even know the last time I've been nervous. But I was really grateful because one thing, again, when you're doing what you're supposed to do. It unfolds so the moment I stepped on stage and opened my mouth to say the first word everything else just flowed out um, effortlessly because even though like my and it was even weird because like Chardet knows kind of like how I kind of center and kind of zone in when it's time for me to speak I have an interesting like everyone has their process but for me I may put my headphones on, put my meditation music on, I'll close my eyes, you know, I'll say a prayer, I'll ask to be the vehicle for whatever, you know, this audience needs to hear, allow my words to speak to the hearts of all of those in my ear shout. Like, I just kind of ask for divine guidance and, and just divine guidance. And then what comes to me, I'll kind of jot down a few notes, like make just kind of sentences or bullet points of things, but I never write a full speech. I only look at the bullet points and even, and the funny thing is, I always bring my iPad up there and I don't ever read it. I never see, look at
1: it. sidebar, random sidebar. It's not too random, but in that same vein, you've always been like that. I remember when you were going to Boston College or was it Brown University and you were going to speak. And your father was on you, on you. Remember he, had to, he wanted oh you to write God, something Oh, my God. My dad would make me out. write
0: these long-ass, horrible and speeches. she's
1: never been like that. She's always, and I've, I've always just been amazed because she can just get up there, and he's like, oh, you're not going to be prepared, and you're not going to be. And she get up there, and it's like it all just.
0: And I don't know. It's not me. I can't even take credit for it because it's definitely. Your topic,
1: your point. Everything, your bullet points, everything is like right, right on.
0: And I don't. It's a gift. That's just, it's just the way I've just, it's the way that I do it. And I don't know, I don't know how to do it another way. It, and if I try to do it where I write everything and I pre, it just doesn't connect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out the same way. I don't know. But I can easily talk for like, cause I think it was like a 30 minute speed, a 20 minute what have you spiel Um But I also always like to include, like, questions and answer because I feel it's an opportunity to learn something and for you to get questions out and us to really make it a conversation because that's when you're engaged. Mm -hmm. That's when you really take away when you have a vested interest in it also. And you're not just a talking head. That's kind of why I do Camp Kizzy the way I do Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but— after a minute, I'm like, I start thinking about, well, what should I do? What am I going to eat for dinner tonight? And I start, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, if I'm not engaged, I have, like, a little bit of an adult ADD or something. I'm not <laughs> all the way sure. But I was kind of nervous because we, um, we'd we had, like, such a crazy day. And then we got to the hotel room. And I got a, we got a room just because I didn't plan to stay overnight. but So I could go and shower mm. and get dressed and do all that stuff. And so... Like, Ed knows I meditate, and he knows I'll go up to my meditation room. um, Like, if I'm having a – mo, like, I'll just – that's something I do daily. And a lot of times it may be happening, and he may not even realize it how often during the day I'll just take – you'll maybe feel my energy turn inward, but you won't know what I'm doing. So – I um, put my headphones on, and I lay back across the bed, and I was laying there. And it was funny because at first I could feel him looking at me like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> what the hell is this? But that's just my process.
2: And while you had your headphones on, he tapped me. He said, does she do this before every speech? And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like,
0: he was really intrigued. Like, look, like, oh, I learned something new. Like, <laughs> He learned something new about me. And that's kind of the, that discovery process is just what marriage is. It's learning something new about your partner and vice versa. And sometimes it's kind of that vulnerability piece, I think was a little unnerving for me because you, you want them not to think you're weird, mm-hmm. you know? So a part of me was kind of like, oh, my God, is he thinking I'm such a w- kooky, like, weirdo right now with my mm-hmm. headphones on, laid back on his bed, <laughs> meditating in the middle of this noisy-ass room? Like, does he think I'm weird? But you have to get over it and be like, well, shit, if he thinks I'm weird, he's stuck with my ass now. Right. So. <laughs> it is what it is. But I don't know. That's
2: funny. He That's did. True. I was wondering. So he did ask. No, me. No, he did to... ask me. As soon as you sat there and you put your headphones on, you closed your eyes. I saw him looking at you, and then he walked over because I guess he didn't want to be loud. So he's like, <laughs> "Does she always do this and before?" And I was like, "Yeah, she does." He's like, "Oh." Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always do it. I do, and
2: but I think everybody has. Their own, whenever they're about to do mm-hmm. something, they have their own way of just zoning in to what mm-hmm. you're getting prepared for. You know, some people, like, I don't know what Ed does before his games. He mm-hmm. could have had his headphones in. I know. I'm sure
0: he had his own process. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of cool for him to actually see your process before you just go
0: and do your thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and we were talking about this too earlier today. You know, having been married, we've been so much on building our family and our home space that. He hasn't seen me in action as much in the work realm. Mm -hmm. He's seen me in my podcast. I mean, he's participated in my podcast. You know, this was the first time that, and plus part of it was it was close enough for him to come with us because normally, you know, we're getting on a plane and we're going across the country and here and there, so he hasn't had the opportunity to be there and experience it. Um, He did have the opportunity when I was working on the the TV show here in Atlanta to 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 come on set, but he's kind of discovering me in my work realm mm-hmm. also. So it's it's
2: But I notice every time he does see something
0: new, it's always
2: just a sense of excitement, like, oh wow. Like I know he's in love with you, but I, I feel like he's finding more and more reasons to just love you more. Oh, I love
0: him. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> James is laughing at me right now. <laughs> but no, like honestly, I really, really do and I appreciate You know, you know what I appreciate most? I appreciate being able to be exactly who I am Mm -hmm. without abbreviation, without apology, without guilt, Mm -hmm. without, but just really, really being me. And that's really important in any relationship that you have to be able to be your whole self because you could be a representative, but that shit ain't going to last. It won't last. It won't last. Sooner or later, you come back to who you truly are. That's why I'm like, listen. I'm authentic. at this point in my life, balls to the walls. I'm authentically, exactly who I am. Take it or leave it. It's just what it is. What you see is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anything else, Shardy? Um,
2: I don't know. <laughs> she's funny I mean there's always things racing through my mind and we always have these conversations but it's like I guess when the mic gets in front of me so share what's that
0: That thought that one mm-hmm. right there.
2: Um, mm, I love the fact that Ed has taken on just more of a mentorship in my life I appreciate the times whenever he just asks me questions about mm-hmm. what's going on and when I tell him I expect him to just kind of be like oh okay no, he, that's not him. No, we start a conversation. He's like, "So what are you doing? So what did you say to him?" Or you know, and he always gives me. He's your advice. relationship coach. Yes, and I appreciate that though because he doesn't have to. He mm-hmm. could just literally just walk by me and just say, "Oh, how's your day going?" And I'm like, "Good," and keep going. But he's like, okay. Well, why is it good? What, what happened? You know what's going on? Like I, I appreciate that, and I, I like being able to see you all's relationship just flourish. Aww. It's just. Honestly, though, it's like y'all are in high school. Y'all are like two little high school kids. It's so cute. It's so (laughs) cute. And it's just a lot of things that I see in y'all's relationship that I aspire to have. I really aspire to have.
0: You know, what's for you is for you. And it'll happen exactly the way that it's supposed to.
2: And I I have learned that I just have to be patient. I
0: just
2: have to be patient. And when people show
1: you who they are, believe them. Yes, Mm -hmm. and he's a good example of how you should be treated. Yes. You know, and don't allow anyone to treat you any less than the way you should be. But first,
0: again, you have to treat yourself with that same love. I feel like that's the key that a lot of people miss is that they're like, well, you should treat me like this. I deserve to be treated like a queen and blah, blah, blah. blah. But how do you treat you? Like, do Mm -hmm. you treat yourself with that same reverence, with that same love, with that same compassion and understanding and patience? Do you treat yourself with that? Because how can you expect anyone else to give you and treat you in this manner if you don't even do it for yourself? True. And it's okay. Like, we all have our learning process. We've all kissed our frogs. I've kissed my share. Bless them. <laughs> I'm grateful for them.
2: I'm grateful for all the relationships, friendships, you know, boyfriends, everything that I've had thus far. Um, Looking back, they haven't been the best, but I've learned but something they teach from you every what you, single want mm-hmm. and and what and you and don't And in that want. way,
0: it doesn't make it bad. Right. It doesn't. You just had to learn that lesson. and It then, wasn't a fun lesson, but I got a good yeah. lesson out of it. Again, growth mm-hmm. never happens in your comfort zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Comfort zone. It don't happen. Because, I mean, even as amazing as me and as a relationship is, we don't always see eye to eye. We've had to have some difficult conversations that didn't feel good in the moment. Mm-hmm. But... They were necessary, and I'm grateful for them because it's helped give me greater insight into who he is, and vice versa, him have greater insight into who I am, and also created a space where we feel comfortable, even when it's something we don't think the other will want to hear, that we can work through it, and that it's not a deal breaker. Because I told him, I'm like, look, this is for life, boo. I said, you angry, you take your ass in another room so you get unmad. <laughs> But that's how it, in my opinion that's how it should be. And the, and he said the same thing to me. Like that's how we that's how we approach this. And I kind of like one thing I can say is that with the right person, marriage is awesome because it creates a space where there isn't an out. It's easy when you're dating to well fine. You could pack your little toiletries in your one drawer out the house and leave. But when you're married, You have to work together. That commitment creates a partnership that gives you have new eyes with how you view conflict, with how you view just difference. You know, difference isn't a deal breaker. It's allowing and accepting you to be who you are, embracing that, and being like, huh, okay. Sometimes you'll be like, you'll be You know, you're not always. It is. But it creates a space where you're both more willing vulnerable and dedicated to working through it and I Mm -hmm. appreciate that I do well I guess on that note you know we've kind of talked y'all's ear off enough this Friday (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed everyone listening in candidly Keisha World (laughs) but again thank you guys for for coming in today y'all have any last minute thoughts before we sign out till next week
2: um I just like your one-liners. Like, that's my biggest thing. So I feel like the listeners, they should listen in. It's just little things that you say, just one little sentence that can motivate somebody's whole week, day, or it can be a phrase you can keep with you for the rest of your life. So I feel people listen to every single podcast. There's something, because I get something out of it. There's something (laughs) that they're going to get out of it.
0: Yeah, well, I hope people just are able to enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. because... You know, it's not always about, this is just me sharing exactly who I am and my real life experiences. It's not about anything else than that. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, have this celebrity guest and that and this. But I still want it to just be this, just a good old conversation, period, point blank. Because that's what we all do. And it feels good. It feels me good too. to me, too. Yeah. And I'm the proud mama. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a beautiful day in Atlanta. I've kidnapped two of my favorite people. We are going to go find a patio. I'm about to have a margarita because I'm not preggers yet. (laughs) And um, enjoy the sunshine with little Kunta. So thank you again for listening to Candidly Keisha. And we'll be right here next Friday. Make sure you join, you listen, you download. Oh, next week, we were thinking about doing a segment called I know we're going to do Ask Michonne, my brother who's uber freaking opinionated. Love my baby to death. But I want to invite the listeners to be a part of this. So I'm going to post on Instagram this week, maybe like a video or something, inviting you to ask me questions or propose topics that you'd like me to talk about. And we'll have a Candidly Keisha discussion next week with all of our listeners' questions and, and topics. So I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. Yes, I do take the liberty to any bullshit-ass something you say. I'm not, I'm not fooling with y'all. I'm just joking. Actually, I'm not, but I kind of am. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. I reserve the right to, um, what's that word I'm looking for right now? I reserve the right to sift through, to uh, to filter. That's a good one. But I honestly, I'm really kind of being silly, but I will do my best to get as many of your questions answered as possible. And we'll see how it goes. If this is something that's well received, we can do it once a month or however often. So I look forward to all of your comments, questions, and feedback. This is Candidly Keisha, and thank you for listening.